Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have the third interview with Dr. Sophia Costa. We had a really great conversation, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Here we go. started on this interview with Sophia Costa, I gotta tell you, this Avengers Endgame movie just blew my mind. It was everything that I ever wanted and more. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember once we got out of Avengers Infinity War, I was like, how are we gonna wait a whole entire year to see what happens? This is unacceptable. I remember being so upset, so upset. And I understand that there are some of my practitioner friends that are really busy and they haven't seen it yet so I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna blow the doors off I'm not gonna post any spoilers but man you gotta go see it as soon as possible because it is brilliant so that being said here we are with Dr. Sophia Costa all right my friend thank you so much for coming back our first three-peat <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's so awesome to have you on here. How are you? Yes. Yes. I'm doing phenomenal. How are you doing? Same. We're doing, we're on the same, we're on the path of righteousness. We're going in the right direction. <laughs> yes. I feel it. Vibing yes. so high right now. <laughs> totally. So what do you have going on? You got like, you sent me this message the other day about what you have going on and it's so epic and I want to unpack that a little bit. All right. Yeah. I mean, wow. I have two huge things. I mean, it's just like a list of things that are happening kind of all at the same time, but I, I've just been on this wave of momentum where it's just like yourself out there more. And that's been the theme. It's just like show up. You've been showing up for yourself and now it's time to show up for others and serve higher, like serve them on a way higher level than you were before. I didn't yeah. think I can reach a higher level than where I was before, but it's happening full force. And yeah. gosh, I've just been having like visions and like, while I meditate, just these clear messages of just, you know, show up. And so I came up with this 30 day program, you know, pretty much within 48 hours, it was just little plants, like seeds of goodness that kept like showing up in different ways. And I have a 12-week program already designed, have people enroll in it, I have clients, but I felt the need to design a 30-day jumpstart program for people to create more of a massive shift and awareness for them to realize that there's more to their pain than they think. And it's really bridging the gap with past programs and past treatment plans that people have failed in because no other practitioner, no other MD focus on the mental and emotional component of why they're still feeling like shit. 
So I developed a four week program that I'm looking into launching really soon, actually. Like I, I finished the whole program online, setting up the modules, setting up automated emails and all of that good stuff. But it's just like, it feels larger than me. And I just had this like urge to create it and now it's out and now I just need to show up and talk about it. So right. I'm grateful for this podcast. This is my first thing about it pretty much yeah. with anyone. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I'm just like lit up that this is happening. And yeah, yeah I mean, we're, it, it covers like, it's called unbecoming your diagnosis. I feel people get stuck on that diagnosis and then they get stuck on that folder and, and then get stuck that it runs in their family and they feel hopeless that they can't do anything about it. The majority of people out there. Um, so this is all about unbecoming your diagnosis, unbecoming what's been holding you back, your fears, your limiting beliefs, your old stories that you've created in your head and what society expects from you, unbecoming all of that and becoming you, just right. becoming your design to be, which is larger than anything that anyone has ever placed on you since you were a kid. So it's just peeling off the layers one by one and letting go of the, of the things that no longer serve you, letting go of the things that have been holding you back so that you can move forward fully 100% rather than like an 80-20 or like a 90-10, or even like a 60-40, like I'm kind of in with my health, but I'm just going to like stay back a little bit because, because my MD told me this, this, this is my diagnosis, because my MRI results revealed that I have a herniated disc. So I'm just kind of like going to be all in, but not really. And I just feel like we need to just unbecome all of that. And now's the yeah. time. Um, well, we've all been there. Yeah, I have my story, like raised by two MDs, right? We, I've witnessed the the gap between all of that and their approach to where it's just like we all experienced it and now it's just like here's something that's been simplified because of the experience I, I lived through and have learned from so that I can help people like help themselves on a deeper level and help guide them and in, in learning how to like learning the new language of their body and connecting with it and giving them the tools that they need to heal themselves on a deeper level and something that's not really offered out there really. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. So let's, let's kind of unpack the diagnosis part. And so, you know, that's a, one of those things that's just a really unfortunate kind of narrative, especially in today's uh, culture, whatever it is. So like if you go to an MD or you go to a chiropractor, you go to a PT and they're like, Oh, you have a bad back. And they're like, oh, shit, I have a bad back. Or they're just like, well, don't run anymore. Or just stop doing that thing. Or whatever it is. And then it's, and then so they just, that becomes their narrative. Well, I can't do that because I have a bad back. You know what I mean? So just being more mindful of what you're saying to uh, your clients or patients and um, bringing awareness to them that they are within their own power to do something about it. Like you don't just have to have a bad back. Like you just have to be aware of what your back is. You know what I mean? So like, you know, one of the things that um, our mutual friend, Dr. Perry is always talking about is your brain has no idea what your low back is. So when you're saying, Oh, I have this low back problem. What it's really saying is you have a movement problem or maybe you even have an internal narrative problem 
or maybe you have an emotional problem. And so, you know, since I uh, uh, took this dynamic neuromuscular uh, assessment course that I was telling you, it's like you can muscle test the subconscious as far as like asking if it's physical, physiological, or limbic. And then once you, you can start unpacking some serious shit in people, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like crazy, but it's like, you know, I have one client in particular that I have been working with her. I, I, we did a really intensive session where we did uh, uh, two times a week for like 10 weeks and finally got to like the atomic bomb of what her structure is that's causing her pain. And it wasn't like a physical thing. It was an emotional thing that she's been carrying since like, God, when was it? Like uh, 2009, you know? And just like, so then she builds this pillar of who she is around this emotion. So then yeah. you have to, so once you become aware of what that emotion is, then you have to start redefining what that pillar is all the way up. You can't just like yank it out. You know what I mean? Because then that person yeah. falls apart. And so that was like one of the big parts that I was super excited about when you were explaining this to me was like you, like we need to unpack what this is really, you know what I mean? Instead of just being like, oh, well you have this issue and you know, it's just, I don't know. Interesting. So yeah. Yeah. What do you think? yeah it's about just getting deeper with it because yes, you get pain, but that's your, it's the signal from the body is like, pay attention to me because, you know, it's just like a signal, right? Yeah. And a lot of times we want the quick fix and we don't even want to face it at all whatsoever because we don't even want to feel those feelings. We don't want to connect in a deeper level with our own selves. We just want to stay superficial, quick fix, and then keep moving and stay working just so we don't face our own stuff because it could be scary. We don't want to face our own truth the majority of the time. We don't want to like face our truth that we are scared of something, you know, or that we we really are not feeling worthy of ourselves or we're not feeling supported with something that we really want to pursue, but we're feeling held back, you know? Yeah. And so it's scary, but that's where we want the support. It takes a village to help someone face their own truth. And it takes someone, you know, the accountability to like, Hey, you're not in this alone, but here are some solutions that you can act on. But it's all about just like, I'm in pain. What, does this mean and sitting in it lean yeah. into it rather yeah. than like oh gosh i'm in pain let me take tylenol or some type of motion or some type of pain med because that's just going to wreak more havoc and then you know you're sitting there years down the road and you wonder why you develop some type of chronic disease or an autoimmune disorder or even worse cancer and yeah. it all stems from just like all we needed to do was pause and connect and listen to our body because it's designed to heal itself and it's up to us to create space for it to heal itself and do its thing um, right. and learn to calm our mind and trust the process. I feel like a lot of fear is just being scared of something and not trusting in something that is outside of our control. Right. It's all about letting go of that control, surrendering and trusting the whole process and figuring out like, okay, how can I, how can I connect on a deeper level with my body and build a relationship that's going to help heal me rather than freak out and go, you know, get stuck on that diagnosis and get stuck or something that's fear-based. Right. Um, and so that's a, an important word that you kept saying there multiple times is process. And so it's a process because it was a process to get you here. So it's going to be a process to get you out. And so that's the thing that I've been trying, really trying to figure out how 
Trying or doing? Well, so trying to figure out how to explain to my clients and, and just the, the public in general. Because, you know, like you said, we're in this thing where, you know, Amazon just evolved into one day shipping. Like this is what we expect now. And so, you know, as far as manual therapy goes, I'm, you know, through the training and the mentorship that I've had, I'm extraordinarily good at what I do. So I can get you out of pain immediately, but it doesn't mean it's not going to come back. And so, but then in order to accomplish what we are trying to accomplish, because we're both kind of on that same level is making people better indefinitely, which is making their relationship better with themselves. And so, but what that, what that entails is getting out of your comfort zone. And so, because that's how you grow, because what you're saying is growing as a person and, and becoming the new you, which is uncomfortable. But that's the thing that I've been saying a lot recently is that it takes discomfort in order to be comfortable. And so when people are too comfortable, then they create discomfort. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, yeah. it's like a weird thing that we uh, subconsciously crave, right? Is discomfort. And so, you know, trying yeah. to figure out how to clearly articulate that it's, it's going to take some time, but it's worth your time. Yes. You know I mean? And so, but then yeah. that's like one of those things through the concept of synchronicity is there's some people that will come to you because of that, because they know that you're ready and you know that they're ready. Right. And, but then there's other ones where it's just like, Oh my God, you need this so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. and yeah. so how are, how, I don't want to say selling because for some reason that seems like a negative connotation on this brilliant thing that you're doing, but how do you sell this to people? <laughs> It's through connection. It's that simple. It's connecting and creating space to connect and showing a relatability for someone that it might resonate and letting go of the outcome. So it's just showing up, sharing stories of creating, you know, having an intention behind my message when I post something on social media. It's having the intention of, you know, wanting to create a shift or plant a seed of awareness for someone. That's how it's through connection. And it's not so much like, I hope someone guesses and signs up and enrolls with me. It's pretty much just connecting in some way that someone can share this with somebody else that they feel would need to hear it. And that's what it's about. That's what it's all about is connecting in some way and showing up with that intention of what is the purpose of your message? What is the purpose of this post that you're writing? What is the purpose of it all? And it goes yeah. back to your why and being in sync with that, all your actions, decisions, and what you're committed to. And I'm committed to creating a shift. And how do I want to show up, right? So it's just through connection. I feel like that's what I've been doing. And it, and it comes up sometimes out of nowhere. I need like a pen and paper next to me often or have my phone on me because sometimes it would just come through like of how I want to connect with someone. That's so interesting. So that's, you know, the that word resonate is such a powerful word because it's like we're all resonant frequencies. And so when you, when those frequencies line up, that's when magic happens. Right. So, you know, I had another one, uh, another client recently who, you know, a lot of the emotional pain that she was experiencing was not hers. It was the people that she surrounds her with giving it to her. And so then the way I explained it is like you have an apartment and all of this furniture in there is not yours. And then she said, well, like, 
but if I get rid of all the furniture, then I don't have anything. And I'm like, what a beautiful place to start. You know what I mean? Like where you could like literally pick whatever you want. Yeah. And make your own thing. Make your slate clean. Right. Just starting free. Yes. (laughs) You don't have to sell anything on eBay. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And anyone and everyone has that power to wipe their own slate clean. I start with everyone who ever starts with me. Their first homework, it's called rewrite your story. Yeah. That's the first thing I give them. It's not an exercise. It's not, you know, like some type of movement or anything like that. It's really tapping into that rewrite your story. And it's answering questions. One, what is your why on wanting to embark on this journey of feeling awesome at life on all levels? Right. And two, like, um, what is your ideal state of health or being like, what is your heaven and what does that look like? And what does that feel like? Mm. Because you want the vision of it. So you can sit down and visualize it every day. And you want to feel those feelings of like being able to run again, being able to do what you enjoy doing most. That's rewriting your story on a nervous system level, right? On a cellular level. And I have everyone start with that. And a lot of times people are like, oh, but I want you to touch my shoulder. My shoulder hurts or touch my back. My back hurts. I'm like, no, I'm not touching you. You're going to rewrite your story right now before we connect again. Yeah. And that's what's most important. Yeah. That's so interesting. So then, you know, I have an idea for the new gym that I got from somebody on some podcast somewhere, but it's a, it's a whiteboard that just, they call it the change your storyboard. And so you, ha- you write up your current narrative and then look at it and then figure out what you need to do in order to progress. Because like that, like, you know, like what we were just saying, you know, she looked at the empty apartment as like a negative, but I looked at it as a positive. As an opportunity. Right. So then that goes from the stuck mindset to the growth mindset. Right. So like, well, why is life always happening to me instead of for me? It's like the way that you talk is so incredibly important. And so starting out there, is so insanely important. Like just saying, like just changing your narrative slightly from I have a bad back to I have some back pain. Cause you don't have all back pain. You just have some, you know what I mean? Or it's just like, I have pain, but it's an opportunity for me to create a change in some way. Right. It's an opportunity for me to connect with my body and figure out what it needs. Right. What does my body need? It's right. a good way for me to figure out what, because it's having them become a hundred percent responsible for where they're at right now. Yeah. That's where the person needs to be. It's like, I'm in pain, but I take full on responsibility of everything in my life at this very moment. Right. So then the the question, like what's really happening here, you know what I mean? That's a huge question. And so that, that question can solve a lot of problems, you know? So like, what's really happening? Like, what am I not aware of? What am I, what, where is this coming from? Is this mine or somebody else's? Like that can start, you know, so that's a simple thing. Asking questions solves problems. And so the more questions that you ask, the more problems that you solve. And the more you kind of whittle down what the actual real problem is. You know what I mean? It's sometimes yeah. it's nothing. And you're like, oh, why am I even paying attention to this? I should just let it go. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Yeah. And you get better with the asking of the questions. In the beginning, you kind of feel weird, like, oh, where's this coming from? And then you wait for it. And then you have expectations on what answers you want. 
it's just being open and letting that go. But each time you connect, the level of the questions that you're asking get deep and deeper and more specific to where it becomes second nature to where you're like, where is this coming from? Or what can I gain from this? Or what is this telling me? It gets easier each time you practice. It's a yeah. daily practice and a discipline to implement every single day when you're experiencing some type of pain, especially back pain. Yeah. Right. And so that's a, the books that I'm listening to on enlightenment. It's not like a, it's not like a thing that you achieve. It's a thing that you are in constant pursuit of, you know what I mean? So like there's, yeah. you know, monks that have been monks their whole entire lives are still trying to achieve it every day and they're better at it than we are. So like, let's figure that out. You know what I mean? So nobody's ever going to be the best at enlightenment and it, and it all is situational to be honest. You know what I mean? So like, you know, like you could be, you know, the most enlightened person in the room and then walk next door and be like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) so, you know, it's like this, there's this weird expectation, um, especially to beginner practitioners, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I started this course with Andy Shea was to just be like, Hey, there's, you don't have to know everything. You know what I mean? Like there, you can know a lot, but then there's still people that know something different than you do, you know? And so it's just like, don't be afraid to refer out and ask questions. And that's one of my favorite part about this podcast is I'm just like, I want to ask that person a bunch of stuff. And then I ask them, you know what I mean? It's so much better, but like, yeah, we can't possibly know everything and we can't, possibly be the best at whatever we're doing because there's that's like you said it takes a village and I think that that's a really important statement yeah definitely it takes a village but it's also like being clear with what you want and then people are going to show up that are going to take you to the next level Mm -hmm. it's like okay this is what I want in my life and this is what I want to share with people and people are going to show up to take you to that next level for you to step up and up level yourself to help create a change in some way in this world, yeah. right? So just being clear with what you want, you're gonna show up. I mean, if someone's experiencing pain, you know, have a vision of who you want showing up to help take you out of pain. That's another way too. Like we, you know, we write down what our ideal client is, but someone experiencing pain can write down who their, their ideal person to get them out of pain is too. It can go both ways. Well, but then a lot of them don't know. Yeah. Which is, which is what, you know, that's a really important part of us being able to clearly articulate what it is that we do, which is like something that I've been struggling with, you know, for the last, you know, year or so is I've learned so much stuff that are, that's all basically the same thing. You know what I mean? So like, and, but you know, the functional medicine side and then the biofrequency side and then the personal trainer side and then the body working side. And then it's all the same thing. Like basically it all comes down to we're making people move better because if they can't, if they're in pain, then they can't move. And if you can't move, then you're not living. You know what I mean? So that's what it all comes down to. And so that is basically what I'm trying to accomplish is to make you move without pain and whatever we need to do to get you there. That's what we need to do to get you there. But like, you know, I think that, one of the one of the important aspects of my podcast and other ones that are like it is educating the public on what kind of practitioner they're truly looking for. You know what I mean? Because if people yeah. have gastrointestinal distress, they go to the ER. 
if people have low back pain, they go to the ER. If they have knee pain, they go to the ER. You know what I mean? That's just like the public narrative of where you should go. You know what I mean? If you have, if you have a nail sticking out of your leg, then you should probably go to the ER. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have like low back pain, that's been around for a long time, there's other people to go to, you know, but then even then, like narrowing it down because there's there's doctors of physical therapy and then there's the other doctors of physical therapy you know what i mean so that's a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a thing yeah. that that's a thing that i've been really learning a lot especially with all these courses is like there's chiropractors and then there's these chiropractors you know what i mean there's these functional medicine doctors and then these ones you know what i mean so there's like a level up and everything where these where they're not pigeonholing themselves into something so for instance like in my opinion if you go to a chiropractor and they're like we need to see you three times a week indefinitely immediately go find somebody else because that's not helping yeah you know what i mean but there's some people that that works for there's some people that just need that attention and that's fine too you know what i mean so it's like whatever so clearly articulating what people are looking for within a practitioner, I think is really important. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And it's interesting, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, you're a physical therapist. And it, it just like kind of cringe sometimes because I'm just like, no, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. So the- I like glitch a little bit. And I'm like, I'm not, yes, I have a doctorate in physical therapy. That doesn't mean that's all I do. I am not your typical person at all. Right. Um, I feel like people who have their own business or have their own practice, we are a byproduct. The business is a byproduct of who we are. And it's the person that brings into the profession and how they want to up-level someone else's health in multi-dimensional ways. But yeah, I mean, like it's, it's challenging. That's a challenge. It's like, I get people who contact me wanting only hands-on work and not wanting to put in the work. And I actually had someone in Australia contact me asking for help. And he was like, well, do you, you, is this a guarantee? Do you guarantee? And I was like, whoa, pump the brakes, man. Like, there's a guarantee when you put in the work. I'm here to guide you with the step-by-step process. The guarantee comes from you, how badly you want it. One, two, are you fully committed? Three, can you make decisions? You know, you need to be decisive and 100% coachable. That's where the guarantee comes from is you putting in the work. Me, like, because if I were to like, yeah, I guarantee these results, then it's on me. And then the other person's being codependent yes. and it'll be the service for me to be like, yes, I do guarantee these results. And then what if he enrolls and then he doesn't have the results and that looks bad on me, but it's just like, no, the guarantee comes from you choosing to commit to taking back control of your health. And that's where a lot of people need to like hone in on with their clients. It's like, yes, I'm here to guide you but you need to put in the work and set that tone ASAP day one from the beginning. Right. Um, and so that's a they have this perception that, Oh, PTs are going to help take care of me. I'm just going to sit here and they are going to like massage. That's how it's typically viewed. Sometimes. Right. And so then, you know, just going back to what you said, you're a doctor of physical therapy. I'm a massage therapist. So people are like, I want a massage. And I'm like, that's not really what happens here you know what I mean (laughs) so then so but then you know there's if I there's a certain clients that I have where I like prescribe them homework and they almost get pissed off at me and I'm like I'm only seeing you an hour out of maybe two or three weeks 
Like, what are you doing outside of this to make yourself better? Like, it's not, this isn't fully my responsibility. Like you're the one that has to live, you know? So it's like, so that's something that, uh, you do have to clearly articulate is that you're a guide to making people healthier. If, like, because there's no quick fix. And so yeah. like whatever you're going into with the, the traditional medical system, like where you're just like, I'm going to go get some painkillers or go get a shot. Like you're just covering up what's actually the most important thing, which is your symptoms. Cause your yeah. symptoms tell us everything that we need to know. That's why we have a whole laundry list of questions that we ask you when you first come in. Like, are you, you know, like, what do you do for your physical activity? What, how often are you physically active? Like, what are you eating right now? How are you sleeping? Are you having your menstrual cycle? You know, do you crave yeah. sugar? Like all of this stuff is important and it all matters. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. so even when you start nailing the questions and people are like, what in the fuck? Where you're just like, are you craving salt? Are you having problems sleeping? Are you chronically yeah. fatigued, but you can't sleep? And then they're just like, how do you know all this? And I'm like, I'm just asking questions that I need to know to point me in a direction on how I can help you. You know what I mean? It all matters. And yes. So, and it's all connected. Right. So like if you're having problems sleeping and then you just go and start smoking a bunch of marijuana before you go to bed, then you're covering up a symptom. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's so frustrating. And then, cause I've had a few clients that are just like, well, until I started smoking marijuana, they're like, okay, so. <laughs> What does that mean? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, I haven't owned a TV in nine years. And mm -hmm. I'm here currently in Dallas visiting my parents. And I the other day, it hit me really hard. Like, all the commercials, the majority of the commercials is like, oh, you have an allergy, take Claritin. Oh, you have heartburn, take this. And that's what society has designed. Is like, when you feel something, guess what? There's something that can take care of it. But that's not teaching the majority of the population that like, guess what? It could be a gut issue. Guess what? There's a commotional component to it. Guess mm -hmm. what? You, you taking a pill to cover an allergy or acid reflux or heartburn or whatever it is, is going to create more stuff down the road for you. And you're never going to address the deep root cause of what's going on. So that's why like with this whole like quick fix is because it's advertised all the time everywhere we go. Right. And then it's up to, to us, like the village, right, to create that movement, create a change in some way and show up all the time. Don't be scared. Just show up. Share your story. Share your message in some way. Plant these little seeds of goodness so that we can create a shift in awareness on a mm -hmm. more global scale. So, um, you know, one of my podcast guests and one of my friends, his name is Joe Reed. He was at the Functional Health Solutions course with us and he you know, spent years just in chronic, chronic pain to where he had to apply for disability and get forced on early retirement and all this different stuff because, and that's one of the side effects of covering up your symptoms. You know what I mean? But then once, yeah. he, once he went to that course and found, like started gathering all this information and found out that he just had a raging case of Epstein-Barr virus and then started handling that, now he's good to go. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, that's important. This stuff is important. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if you're yes. having problems sleeping, if you're chronically fatigued, it's not like adrenal fatigue is a symptom. It's not the cause. Like we, like it's, it's yep. this, but the more information that we gather and the more outliers that we educate, the more we can work our way in 
and start making a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so important. And yes. That's, that's where the whole unbecoming process happens. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And then bridging the gap and giving them action plans that help them become what they, who they need to be. Right. And it's an amazing feeling when people become, <laughs> you yeah. know, when they can have more energy, they're sleeping better. Um, and it doesn't take that long once yeah. you start fine tuning everything and eliminating what's not being eliminated. Cause that's right. the issue. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, you are what you eat. And then that's it. It's like, no, you are what you eat, what you absorb and what you can't eliminate. And that yeah. goes with, everything right because if you can't eliminate eliminate you're literally full of shit all the time <laughs> and that's so, that's, and that's a, what I tell everyone <laughs> yeah no, but that's it that's like goes, goes along with like what food you're eating but also yeah. like the amount of emotions that you're taking in from other people like i was just describing earlier yeah, you know exactly. I mean? you're, you're just full of shit yep. like <laughs> so you're full of shit. Yep. Yeah. So then, you know, Perry posted something the other day talking about that, where he's like, imagine if you never flush the toilets in your house, that's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. That's the same thing. Like if you don't like flush out your lymphatic system every day, yeah, you brush your lymph, you know, like that's not <laughs> like you not doing that is you not flushing your toilets and you're like, Ugh. you know, know. <laughs> it's gross, but that's like and a great thing. Like, oh, just sprinkle glitter over it, but it's still, it's shiny shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so then that's a, the emotion thing. Like if you're not mindful enough to figure out what's yours and what's somebody else's, then you're still full of shit. And it's all just shit. You know what I mean? So the more, the more shit you flush out, the better it gets, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, it's all good. And so, so you have the first step is like the, is writing your story, right? So like, yes. you know, and that's forcing people to to be mindful of their internal narrative and even i wouldn't if, say forcing it's creating well, space for it's, them to, it's I know creating the opportunity here. yeah yeah so yeah. it's like hey pay attention to what you're saying to yourself because yeah. that matters you know what i mean yes. so like if you're walking around being like oh my god i have this back pain all the time then your brain's like wait we have back pain all the time okay so yeah. we should probably have back pain all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and then, uh, and then, so this, then step two is what? Step two, once I get them to send that back to me or whatever, and, and see what that is, is that that helps me too is really hold space for them to help them achieve their ideal heaven. Everyone is different. Um, so then step two, we tap into it depends also how they're showing up, but majority of the time, the basic is tapping into to their gut. You know, Hippocrates said all diseases begin in the gut. And I start with that ASAP. So it's unbecoming your stress and thoughts and then unbecoming your shit. So yeah. <laughs> that's the gut health component. And that's really honing in on what's going on. And, you know, I feel is not taken care of it's your second brain so a lot of people are not aware of that and they're not aware of how important and intelligent the gut is that they just you know whatever they want um you're gonna have back pain you're gonna have hip pain other things happening it's gonna manifest in different ways so priority is taking care of the gut and getting rid of the inflammation from there to help decompress your joints your spine 
um, and optimize the function of it because that's the whole elimination part. So I start with eliminating mm-hmm. right away um, on all aspects. And then after that is eliminating the emotions. Then it comes after that. So then after that, it's just like getting rid of the fatigue that's been holding them down, getting rid of anything else, helping them with their sleep because sleep is we cover, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like step-by-step process of just like, and become those thoughts. We, get, we have 60,000 thoughts that go through our heads every day. Yeah. And we have control of every single one. Right. So it's just like, are these thoughts, you know, contributing to your health or taking it away? Yeah. And then these thoughts fuel your gut because your gut's your second brain, right? Yeah. And then vice versa. So it's like, okay, well, let's take care of the second brain. We took care of the first one. Let's take care of the second one. And then the emotions that are tied into it and then get rid of everything else that are residual from that. Right. So then uh, I'm finishing up um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. And so he's talking about like each chakra is, yeah, so good. He's talking, <laughs> so good. I love it. So this he's talking about how like, yeah, it's so good. He's talking about how each chakra is a mind. Yes. So I just got done listening to uh, one of Sam Harris's books. Um, Let me look it up. It's a, but it's talking about um, uh, being spiritual without religion. And so he talks about how there's the mind, which is your body. And then there's your brain, which is the filter. And so that's, so if you start focusing on just that, that's a huge game changer. You know what yeah. I mean? So then start focusing oh, yeah. on, on where your pain is and then what's associated, what part of your mind is associated with that pain and then where's that coming from? You know, so like, yes. the, you know, the, the low bar, the low back is, as um, um, feeling unsupported and yes. so, because that's the pillar of your body. Right. So then if you start unpacking that, like I had a, a client come in the other day who finally associated that his low back pain is a result of um, like ultimately feeling unsupported, but having an overwhelming fear of letting people down. Yeah. But that, but that is living up to somebody else's expectations and not yours. And so he was, he was uh, likening it to his wrestling career where he got injured and couldn't live up to his father's expectations, couldn't live up to his coach's expectations. And then that, you know, started to snowball through his life to where you know his wife his kids you know whatever it is it's it it's a snowball effect and whenever you establish that then it just ultimately culminates into this huge snowball that's just wrecking an entire village you know what i mean and so and then he's like so you know, the, the easy way for me to determine if it's an emotional pain, because normally if it's a neurological muscle dysfunction or something like that, or, and you palpate the gut and it's not inflamed, but then you do the, the, the neurological muscle connection, it's the back pain should go away. But if it doesn't, or if it starts to transfer somewhere else, then you're like, okay, something else is going on here. So now I need to figure that out. You know what I mean? And that's when you start asking questions and start, that's where, you know, the dynamic neuromuscular assessment comes in really, really easy because then you can start asking the subconscious these questions about what is happening and where it's coming from. And if it's theirs or if it's somebody else's or yep. inherited or because that's a thing too, 
that I've been uncovering a lot is a lot of the shit's inherited from yes. your parents. You know, it's crazy. And well, think about it. When when your mom was in your our grandma, so say my mom was being designed in my grandma's belly, right? Right. Okay. Well, the eggs of of me were in my mom. Think right. about it. All the eggs are in that baby. So you have those three generations right there. Right. So grandma holding me, holding mom, mom's holding the eggs of you. Yeah. So that's where a lot of the inherited stuff comes through as well for emotions. Right. But then it's like, even just, if you just think about it, like whatever, 10 generations ago, like these two guys were hunting, Bill and Ted, we'll call them. And then, (laughs) right. Like Bill saw Ted get eaten by a jaguar and he's like, holy shit, that thing's terrifying. You know what I mean? So that emotion of fear was transferred genetically. So that here we are, you know, hundreds of years later, even a thousand years later. So like, if let's just assume that people live to be, you know, whatever, 50 or 60 years old, and now we're living to be a hundred, you know what I mean? So like thousands of years later, we're still just like, God, that Jaguar is fucking terrifying. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like we have, I have no fear of Jaguars. There's no Jaguars near me. I have mountain lions, but you know what I mean? But we get the point. And so that is an emotion that was like transferred genetically from our ancestors so like it makes sense you know what i mean so like if there's a really strong emotion like one that i've um that you helped me unpack was uh despair you know what i mean that's a that's a massive emotion yeah and why wouldn't that transfer genetically you know what i mean yeah that's huge or abandonment or uh what's another one i have betrayal you know what i mean that's those are things that are passed down from generation to generation. And it's like one of those things where once you become aware of it, you're like, what am I doing with that? That has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you can, and so that's where you ask those important questions. Is this mine or is this somebody else's? Because then you can just jettison into a more positive direction for yourself because you no longer need that. Like despair is one of those ones that can really hold you back. Oh yeah. Because you're just afraid of, being successful because your whole life you thought that you subconsciously thought that you weren't going to be. Yeah. And then, so when you become successful, then it's weird. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that was mine. Yeah. yeah. And that's mine too. You know, yeah. so, but, and so now that you get rid of it, you're like, hold on, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, just based off the fact that, like, however much effort you put in is exactly what you get out of it. You know what I mean? So if you try kind of hard, then you get kind of results. <laughs> so that goes yeah. back to your own treatment plan, right? So like if you sign up for, you know, Sophia Costa's Unbecoming Your Pain course, like you have to go the whole course and you have to put 100% effort in and then you'll get 100% out of it. Oh, yeah. And these are things that you learn for life. It's yeah. not like 30 days and then that's it. No, it's 30 days that are setting you up for the rest of your life. Because right. you know how we were talking about inherited emotions and people are stuck feeling like, oh, well, it runs in my family. No, it stops with you. Yeah. You get to choose if you want this gene expression to have an impact on your, on your life. And it's your lifestyle choices, what you, the thoughts that you put in your head, you know, the food that you put in your body, you know, who you surround yourself with, your environment, all that good stuff. All of it starts with you. And that's what's so powerful about this. And that's what it's all about rewriting your story is that it doesn't have to run in your family anymore. Right. It all starts, starts, stops and starts with you. 
wiping your slate clean and creating whatever you want for yourself in multi-level ways. Right. And what a gift that you could give to your next generation is by eliminating yes. all that garbage that you had from the previous yeah. one. Right? <laughs> but that's like, you know, so, uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, Dr. Courtney Conley, you know, she's all up in arms about people saying that bunions are genetic. And she's like, no, look at your shoes. I, yeah, I've heard clients tell me, oh, I haven't heard any dust, but it runs in my family. Oh, I have back pain, but my mom had it. It runs in my family. And I'm like, why? My head <laughs> <the> you know? <laughs> like, oh. It doesn't make sense. No. not a thing. <laughs> well, that's like one of my favorite uh, Dr. Andrea Spina quotes from Functional Range Conditioning. He's like, running isn't bad for your knees. Shitty knees are bad for your knees. That's because right. Like, you, need to, <laughs> you need to unshit your knees and then you can run. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, that's a, see, that's the quote. That's the, that's the hashtag that's been born out of this podcast is unshit yourself. <laughs> Unbecome your shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's gonna be the name of my new podcast. <laughs> Unbecome your shit. Unbecoming right. your shit. Oh man. So Calling funny. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. Oh, you, you need a podcast. That's you need one. Oh, thank you. I that's in the books. It really is. Um, I would love to start. I actually, this whole platform of unbecoming your diagnosis is just like. I see it just expanding on a larger scale, um, writing a book, you know, like yeah. having a podcast, just really having that message of just like unbecoming things that were holding you back pretty much. Yeah. But, because yeah. it's, a, it's a lot and it's all completely unnecessary. And so, yeah. you know, these, that's another thing that I've been really, um, unpacking and, and hyper aware of lately is, uh, fear-based decision-making. So like, yeah. what, are you, what are you really afraid of? You know, it's like, is it your fear or is it somebody else's? Because like, that's a thing where, you know, people are so afraid of moving forward. Like I said, stepping out of that comfort into discomfort, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's so important to do that. Yes. And, you know, so like I've even been on a mission to, uh, start doing things that I'm terrible at that I've never done before, you know? So, um, and my new, the new philosophy of the gym that we're opening is like you use the gym for skill acquisition and strength. And then you go and use that outside of the gym. Like the gym shouldn't be the most important part of your day. Your day should be the most important part of your day. And so, you yes. know, that means like me, like, leading by example and going out and doing stuff. And so one of the things that I uh, chose was bouldering because I've always been a great admirer of that, but it's like, you know, I'm not as bad at it as I thought I was going to be because I have prerequisite strength and mobility. Yeah. But when I was out in San Diego um, a couple of weeks ago, like outlining this education course that we're going to do, like we took a break and went and played basketball and I was like, I am so bad at basketball oh my god like, like i made probably 17 out of 200 shots and i was like okay this is the thing but that's like you know but that shows me that all the time that i spent in the gym over the last like eight years has made me less athletic you know so now 
I went and bought a basketball and I walked the whatever 200 meters to the basketball hoop that's by my house and I just play as often as I can just running back and forth and trying to make it in this little hole that's so hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's like getting out of your comfort zone like it's it's so uncomfortable to be in front of one of your friends that you respect and admire and just like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like just like the movies like sh- your first shot goes all the way over the backboard into the fence and you're like oh my god and then you just can't get it together for that whole entire hour you know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uncomfortable but that's like you know what? yeah I hear you and it's interesting because my father is 73 and he plays pickleball three times a week yeah and and we I we open him up and I see him playing and then he'll come out and I'm like how'd it go and he's just like yeah you know I don't yeah we won a couple matches but I don't see losing as losing it's learning so I won and so I win and I learn is what he always said yeah. so he, I win and learn there's no such thing as losing he doesn't see losing as losing anymore right. and so like with you with basketball you were winning and learning at the same time oh you know I was, I was learning so hard because I'm yeah, like, like, I learned so hard today. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like this, I'm a power athlete, you know? So like, yes. so like, what does finesse mean? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So I need to treat this basketball with finesse. Got it. So that's been, and I've just been practicing as much as I can over the last like three or four weeks and it's just such a learning experience just being out there and just sucking and just looking you know but then you you have all these little kids looking at you and you're just like oh man I know they could come and crash me at basketball because they're still young enough to be athletic you know what I mean they're still just like in that child's mind which I think is incredibly important because like adults they're just so in their brain all the time and like a kid like if you walk up to a kid and you're like hey put that ball in that hoop he's like okay and then just starts doing it but an adult you're like hold on how windy is it what kind of shit analyze did i eat recently because i should probably eat am i kind of hydrated like none of that shit matters put the ball in the hoop like what are you doing (laughs) and so you know you just see all these all these people like and i see it constantly just from coaching in the gym space just second guessing themselves all the time instead of just doing stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Another thing that has been driving me crazy is there's this guy that I talk to on a regular basis that, you know, he demeans success, which I think is interesting. And so, but, you know, then immediately I listen to this Joe Rogan podcast where he's like, you never see Michael Jordan commenting on YouTube videos. And I'm like, what? does that mean but that means that michael jordan like a worked his ass off to achieve this success right but then this guy is like oh this guy has a successful store and has a brand new truck and this beautiful new house must be nice it must have he must have come from money and i'm like mm-hmm. no or there's another one where it like and this was like a week apart where he's like oh man yeah i love this guy's pizza but you know i saw him every day all day long no matter what time you go there for three years and now all of a sudden he's not there anymore and he's starting this he needs opening a new location must be nice and i'm like you literally just described the recipe for success right there for three years bust your ass put every ounce of effort that you have into it and then maybe you can hire somebody 
You know what yeah. I mean? So the difference yeah. between pizza guy and this other guy is that they started and you didn't. They took that step forward. Right. And so that step you know, forward. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of fear there, but you know, cause he talks about, well, I have a wife and I have a kid and I have a mortgage and I'm like, I understand. But like what, you know, like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about is like, you have to do a time audit. So like, what are you doing when you're not at work? Because that's time you could be yeah. working on this new thing. And then the more you work on this new thing, the more your current thing becomes your old thing and the new thing becomes your new thing. And then all of a sudden that's taken off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to relax on the weekends. Okay. Then you're going to have an unsuccessful business plan or somebody else is going to take it from you. And then you're not going to have that opportunity anymore. You know, you just yeah. have to, you just have to start stuff. It's just yeah. The, like, yeah. So the child's mind, I think is like the most intelligent one we got. <laughs> Essentialism. That's the new one. Have you heard of that one? I have. It's on my list. My list is long. <laughs> yes. Dr. Dr. Chad Eldridge. Have you heard of him? I have. Yeah. He recommended this book to me. It's amazing. It goes off with what you were saying, like with success, but it's like wherever you put your energy into, that's what you're going to get out of. Right. It goes, but it, this one talks about how you can fine tune that energy and, and just focus on what's going to get you on that other level. Right. You love this book. You love it. I'm going to, it's on the list. I'm telling you. I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's interesting about all that is like, so he's putting all of his energy into the fact that he's not a successful human. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what does success mean to him? It could right. be relaxing on the weekends. So we can't judge, right? Success right. to him could meaning something completely different than what success looks like for us, right? See, that's the question that you asked me last time. It fucked yep. me up. And so basically I got to fuck him up with that question. Yes. <laughs> like, so what does success mean to you? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Does it mean, do you want to get to that? Whatever it is must be nice. Or what is that? You know, yeah. like, what is it? Yep. Because like, to me, like making people move better and, and making them think differently about themselves and helping them, helping them feel and helping them be mindful and, you know, educating other practitioners on how to accomplish that same feat is like what success is to me. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like money is a byproduct of that. And yes. so like that's, and, but then the, the more successful I am at creating those opportunities, then the more of the byproduct I receive and the more efficiently I can do that. You know what I mean? Yes. So, Cause that's all really what we're trying to do is, is create an army of practitioners that can go out there and do as much good as we're doing. You know what I mean? And so yeah. there's, there's all these models of success that I look up to, you know, like, like Dr. Perry Nicholson's a perfect example, man. That guy's crushing it as far as education, right? Like he's always educating people. But like, if you think about the fact that there's like 30 people in each class that he teaches, then, and he's teaching like one a weekend, like that's pretty amazing. There's even some where he teaches like two in a weekend, he stacks them up. You know what I mean? So that's like, like he's spreading this information that's incredibly important, you know? And that's like, that's where like I want to go to. And that's what I'm so driven to do is to just 
help people help people. <laughs> and you're doing it. Yeah. That's so yes. And so, but so that's awesome. But that's like the habits, right? Yeah. That's why habits are so important. Like if you start making habits in the right direction and then eventually you become what you've always wanted to be. And then so that's, but that's another part of that mindfulness thing is just sitting up and taking a look around and realizing that you're actually doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. It's just like the quote, uh, this Paul Colo. This is what inspired for the program. The design of it was maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. So you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. That's yeah. what this is all about. Yeah. See, that's a good one. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. See, Let's yeah. marinate. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit with that. <laughs> sit with that. And so, that's what every day is about. That's what living is all about. Right. That's what we, what we do on a daily basis, how we connect with people. This is what it's all about. Right. And that's another thing that, you know, both of these books on enlightenment that I've been listening to, they're all about connection. And that's one thing that we don't do. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like we just like, you know, from the like the 30s and 40s where you knew everybody in your neighborhood to now where I don't know any of my neighbors. I don't know any of them. You know what I mean? Like we're so disconnected, but so piled on top of each other. So like that's that's a one thing I love about my job is this opportunity to connect and all this opportunity for other people to connect as well. And it's just because yeah. it's yeah, so beautiful. <laughs> but if you... <laughs> but if you live your life that way, man, it's just so there's just, you have nothing but gratitude. Yes. Which is that's where the enlightenment happens. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about that. It just shot into my brain. So, you know, the emotion code is a book that we both reference a lot in our practices. Um, and this is what I wanted to get your thoughts on is a lot of those, a lot of the way that we practice right now is focusing on those negative low frequency emotions. And so what I've discovered recently is that sometimes the pain is the higher frequency emotions. Like the one that I experienced recently is joy going in there and literally rewiring wherever that low frequency emotion is, has been inhabiting for a long time. And so that's like, once you get to a certain point, which is like you said, unbecoming, unbecoming your shit, then that is the, the, the last kind of step. And so the, that's one thing that we, is really important. I think that we need to start focusing on also is the higher frequency emotions, because those are so important. Yes. And sitting in that. So just like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about and becoming supernatural is sitting in it and visualizing things that bring you joy, gratitude, love, abundance, and feeling that in the center of your heart and allowing it to spread throughout your entire body and feeling that on a daily basis. If you're feeling stress, pause, breathe, and go tap into that feeling that brings you joy, love, abundance, gratitude. Because right. um, that would definitely elevate you on a higher vibration to where you start allowing your body to heal itself. It loves higher vibration. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's, 
Because we've all had those clients or patients where, you know, most of the time you're like, yeah, I did pretty good. But then you have that one where they leave and you're just like, yes. yes. (laughs) The rest of your day is so awesome just because of that one person that you made such a big difference in their energy in their life and, and just had them, you know, just like you're just watching them transform into this person that they're supposed to be. And it's just so awesome. But then that is their higher frequency overwhelming that low frequency and then spreading it to you and then everybody around them. You know what I mean? And it's just like, just, and then just sitting here thinking about how powerful that feels. And then like, if everybody was on that same wavelength, we'd be accomplishing some crazy shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But like the, the, the public narrative is so loud. And, yeah. you know, the one interesting experiment that I heard uh, Tony Robbins talking about was he was doing one of his events where he had like 15,000 people in the room or something crazy like that. And he had one guy who was just like raising his hand and he's like, okay, so why don't you talk to me about what your fears are? Oh, well, my fears are I'm going to lose my business. I'm going to be bankrupt. I'm not going to be able to make payroll. I'm going to, you know, be kicked out of the current place that I'm in. I'm not going to be making enough money to support my family. I'm not going to be doing all this. I'm not going to be doing all that. Just going down this laundry list of stuff. And he's like, so everybody else in this room that has those feelings, raise their hand. And everybody raised their hand. And so he's like, that's the public narrative. That's not yours. So you need to start sifting through that and figure out what your narrative is. You know what I mean? And so like, that's such a powerful statement on how everybody thinks. And so like the book that I'm reading or uh, that I'm listening to right now is uh, where Steven Pinker's like talking about, like, this is the greatest time on earth to be alive ever because like there's like poverty is going down. Like, you know, hunger is going down. Like the survival rate is going up. There's less violence in the world now than there ever has been ever. But like we, are so inundated with like news about all these public shootings or all these, all this just terrible shit constantly because that's what sells. You know what I mean? So that's like a, that's like a public narrative that needs to change is like none of this stuff's like none of the like higher frequency stuff sells like for some reason, like, you know, I, the, the, the Facebook feed is so interesting, you know, because like, all that I have on my Facebook feed right now is like people saving dogs or like children accomplishing amazing things because these are the videos that I'm watching. You know what I mean? Like, this is like what, um, you know, like these, like these, you know, there's this lady that like threw away like these, this brand new batch of puppies, but then everybody like came together and like adopted these puppies and gave them this beautiful home. And then that lady got arrested and I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I'm doing. But that's what's, and also <laughs> for some reason, I love these compilation videos of people scaring the shit out of people. I think that's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's like, that's my whole entire Facebook feed. <laughs> Dude, whatever floats your boat, man. Talk about that joy. You know, whatever brings you joy, man. <laughs> right. Well, but you know, so that's the, so then going back to you know what we were kind of talking about earlier about that discomfort like those videos 
are kind of really interesting because like if you watch like a compilation of videos of people being scared, like the, the fear is what causes action. And so there's people that move towards it and there's people that move away. And then there's people that just fall down and freeze. You know what I mean? So that's actually kind of <laughs> this compilation of what we're talking about where there's people that are like, I'm afraid of that. I'm going to go. And then there's other people like, nah, I'm going to stay here. And then there's other people that are going to run away. Right. And so yeah. there's the ones that are just going, those are the people that are prospering. And those are the ones that, those are the must be nice people that we were just talking about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and fear, you can see fear stands for face everything and rise. Right. Yep. And it's just that. Face everything and rise. Yeah. Right. And, but that's, and it's scary but that's a, that you could almost think of that as like a higher frequency emotion, right? Because yeah. it gets you to go. <laughs> yeah. What, I love that. That's a good way to put it. Hmm. See, now we got to both yep. sit with it. So now we have this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's why we have this silent part in the podcast where everybody's like, is this, did this pause or because we're both just sitting there like wow processing (laughs) marinating (laughs) marination moment (laughs) right on so what's the said because you had another project going on right yeah uh puerto rico what's going on there (laughs) so puerto rico what's going on is i my well what happened you know everyone knows about the hurricane that that i mean just took over Puerto Rico pretty much. It, it got a makeover, let's just yeah. say. Um, and my aunt and uncle have had a 30-acre property. It's their vacation home, and it got damaged um, during the hurricane. And so they, they're retired, and they don't have the finances to restore it. So it's been abandoned. And, uh, you know, almost a year ago, went over there, and pretty much, long story short, going to be restoring the property renovating it and transforming it as a space for retreats, workshops, and a place for people to connect with mother nature, because there's been a lack of that, talking about disconnect, Um, a place for people to connect with mother nature, there's access to waterfalls, you can hike to, um, and it's pretty much, you know, out in like this rainforesty mountain area where it's completely protected and conserved, and no one else can build on it, but yeah, that's the big project happening right now of um, transforming it and giving back to my family, giving back to my homeland and bringing people to the beautiful island that has so much to offer um, and talk about unbecoming. I mean, it was destroyed. I saw it several months after and my family suffered five months without power, electricity. It didn't have water for a while. And the whole island is receiving a whole makeover. And a lot of them are losing hope, but there's a lot of people who have hope to use it as an opportunity to build and grow. And I'm wanting to be part of that. I don't, I don't view it as a loss. I view it as an opportunity to bring hope and light onto the island. They really need it. Any help is really needed still. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening. So I head out on Tuesday for about three weeks um and just getting the project rolling and yeah i mean any help is appreciated you know i'm i'm receiving the link to mini film that a colleague of mine filmed while he was in town in december of just me sharing the story of the land and the property 
property and my family and um you know just spreading awareness of puerto rico in itself and what it has to offer and how one can support and help in any way so oh man that comes out that's one of the greatest things i ever heard <laughs> oh, are you crying <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's so, that's so awesome. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, man, that's a that's like a whole level of opportunity that's <laughs> that's just kind of sparked in my head about. So, how much? Uh, so, let's talk about that because you know one of the biggest things about like you know, creating workshops and retreats is cost, right? So then like, what does it cost to get to Puerto Rico? Because it's, you know, for, you know, I'm not as well traveled. So like, you know, there's, I have no idea how much it costs to get there. So let's just start there. Okay. Well, the best, I mean, it just depends on where you're coming from, but I, you know, when I would travel from LA to Puerto Rico, we would find great deals of going. Yeah. Um, it's just about planning ahead. And I mean, you can't go wrong. And the ideal time to go is between um, February through May, June. And, you know, you can get great deals as far as flights go. And then I've traveled there. Gosh, it could be so cheap, like September, October. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful time to go anytime. Yeah. Um, but you plan ahead, plan ahead, and that's the best time to do it. I mean, I bought tickets maybe several weeks before and gotten great deals too. You just kind of have to keep going, like checking. But if you're wanting to book a retreat, plan ahead, and then it won't be as bad. But I feel like, remember, you buying a ticket is an investment for the island. Think of right. it that way. It's helping people. You know, some people, when I would share that that's where I'm from, and people would come up to me, well, we were scared to come visit because we would be taking up resources. I was like, actually, you'd be bringing way more than you think. Um, so you're not taking anything at all. You're adding to the island. You're, you know, buying a plane ticket, you know, just be like, this is, I'm, I'm going for this. Have an intention of just like, you're giving two people more than the cost of the ticket. Right. Um, Interesting. So then uh, what's your ETA on getting that finished? Do you, is it pretty... It's pretty extensive damage, huh? Um, actually, the simple work. Um, so they've had this family land has been we've it's been in the family for eighteen years. So there is a family friend that has been working on the land since, and we've got got a quote and the time of getting the basic work done, like the roof, the walls, and concrete, all that good stuff. And it would take about three weeks. So it's not okay. going to take that long, okay. um, but I visualize the project being fully funded. I just have this vision of people really wanting to help out with this project that I am visualizing and manifesting that it's fully funded by people just really wanting to give back in some way and help me create this. Um, yeah. I'm definitely would love the support. Um, Cause again, going back to it takes a village. I can't do this by myself right. and I'm out there like, well aware of that. And, you know, sharing it more so that like, yes, I'm open for any type of support and contribution in any way. Um, Sounds yeah, like, like the basic construction in about three weeks. And then once we get more retreats going, I would love to expand on the house and start building and expanding from there. But um, because that would be part of the cost of the retreat, right? Like if you could 
figuring out ways to stay at that place and, and yeah. yeah. Um, so it sounds like to me, like you need a GoFundMe page. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because you, that's already you, planned. <laughs> because we have this wonderful community of people that are like connected through movement. Right. And so yeah. if we can just get everybody to rally and just, and you know, plus they would have a spot to like teach workshops in paradise. Like really? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to have you. You would love it, Jesse. And you yeah. can have your movement class outside. Have yeah. me barefoot, connect with the land and move. I mean, that land itself is so healing and powerful. When you step foot on there without shoes on, I mean, gosh, you already start. Talk about quick transformation. Yeah. It's, it's immediate. You feel it through your entire body. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a deep story with, with that land and I'm excited to share that, um, with the video that my colleague has done and it comes out tomorrow. So I'll share that with you and I'll be happy to have you, have you out there. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yes. on. So much amazing stuff. Okay. So, um, and so the books you were reading are, are becoming supernatural, right? Yes. And then what's the other one? The uh, Essentialism. Essentialism. Okay. Mm. One I'm halfway through right now, and then the other one I'll get started on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I just started it on uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, and then I'm halfway through Becoming Supernatural as well. We're on the same boat. <laughs> nice. Nice. Right on. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else you need to add, my friend? Because, you know, they've listened to you before, so they know where to find you. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you got? Oh man, I'm just really happy to be here with you. I mean, I just love our connection and, and thank you for having me a third time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the likelihood of us doing it yeah. again is very high. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Right. I uh, appreciate you, Jesse. I'm so proud of you. It's been awesome witnessing your growth as well throughout the year. Yeah. So much fun. Um, so man, I feel like there's stuff that you need. So I think, I think that, uh, you know, the, the GoFundMe thing is really important, but I also think like starting to bring about like a social media awareness for that is important too. So starting like an Instagram page and a Facebook page for it. Um, and so that can help spread the word quite a bit. And then, like I said, starting your own podcast, because I think that there's, um, other amazing people that you're connected with that I'm not that need to have start having conversations as well, because look, man, I've been trying to like, you know, reach out to like Shante Cofield, the movement maestro and be like, Hey, you need her on your podcast. And just like talking to all these different people trying to get your out, out there because you're not out there enough. But I feel like if we could start working on it, um, then the message that you are spreading will be more widespread. And that's what the goal is. Thank you, Jesse. You're very welcome. <laughs> My left eye just watered a bit. <laughs> this is the left one. <laughs> your emotional eyeball. That's <laughs> your emotional side of your body. Eye. My eagle eye just watered a bit. <laughs> oh, Thank man. you. I, that means a lot. It really does. I really uh, the support. I mean. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, yeah. So let's do this again soon and keep me updated on everything that you're doing. Yeah, definitely. All right, my friend. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds great. Thank you, Jesse. You're very welcome.